0: Dark Satellite Media I'm over here now No need for introduction, it's the drunken monk Turn this shit up a little, son my am up in smoke, sipping McCarty Till I'm giving my cockies to Jimmy for Ferrari And we out, got to go jump in a mosh pit Full of hundreds of hot chicks Saying something obnoxious like I gotta put my foot in your ass permit When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn Blast Furnace Episode 179 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. Um, before we get into this, I just got it off the top of my head. got to shout out my sponsors. I'll switch it up. Um, first, Generation Records, located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village in New York City. Um, go to generationrecords.com. There's links to their eBay page. You can buy things off of their website. If you can go to the brick-and-mortar spot, once again, 210 Thompson Street in the West Village. Um, they have, I mean, vinyl, CDs, books, all downstairs is all merch, shirts, hoodies, everything. Every once in a while when the world was normal, they would have like in stores and, you know, some spoken word stuff like Sean Taggart, the artist did like a whole thing in there. I seen stigma play in there, Joe Coffey and Paulie Shea Terra played in there. It's a really cool spot. So shout out to Mark and follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. Then there's New Republic Printing. NewRepublicPrinting.net. go to their website there's a drop down menu you can get anything that you want anything that you want printed on any brand t-shirts hoodies zip ups anything you want um there's zero screen fees zero setup fees and if you get your order delivered to a commercial address it's z- it's free UPS ground shipping so you can get 10000 shirts and 150 boxes Delivered to your job, it doesn't cost you a dime. So they have embroidery, screen printing, buttons, vinyl stickers, all that stuff. And last but not least, um, Johnny, are you a uh, are you a coffee guy? I drink a lot of it. Yes, me too, big time. Dead, my newest sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. They're fucking awesome. They're very horror related. That's basic coffee, right? What's that? Basic. I'm not sure. I know that there's three people that run it. My guy is Mike, and I know that they they're into horror and music and hardcore and all kinds of stuff. So is it Mike Magliari? Mike Thorwart. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. But- Dead Sled Coffee. I think AC Slade's involved in that. He is. He's involved. I mean, there's a whole bunch. They just they do. They just recently did something with uh. The band Wisdom and Change from Pennsylvania. They did something with uh, recently with the New York's legendary, I'm not really a ska guy, but with the Toasters. And they do a whole bunch of stuff with musicians and horror people and actresses. and It's pretty cool. It's not just a coffee company. So they're my newest sponsor, which is fucking cool. Go to Dead Sled Coffee on Instagram. And if you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you get 15%, 15% off your order, and any order over $40, you get free domestic shipping. So everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Dead Sled Coffee. Shout out to Mike and all those guys and all my sponsors. And last but not least, I will—I very rarely do this, and I kick myself in the ass, but I need to shout out my page, my the, the guys and girls, girl, who signed up for the Patreon, Jimmy G, not the Murphy's Law Jimmy G., uh, Damien M, Joey Violin, Tommy K, Craig H, John B, Mark K, and Laurie D. Thank you. And if you want to support the podcast, I don't make a dime doing this. Just go to patreon.com slash the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. There's $5, $10, and $20 a month. If you want, if not, that's cool too. Just listen, share the fucking thing, and that's, it, and that's all. <laughs> that's it. Very simple. Um, episode one hundred and seventy. Like once again, 179 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Legend, I'm going to say it. Brooklyn legend did. Oh, listen, I'll say this right now. You went from Bravo <laughs> to Danzig. You did great things, my man. Typo negative. Dan, fucking Pale Horse Named Death, Seventh Boyd. I mean, fucking list goes on and on and on. Kill Devil Hill, the whole deal. Um, Silver Tomb. What's going on, my man? How are you? <laughs> i'm out of breath <laughs> fucking out of breath <laughs> i'm good man you know i working i you know thank god with all this shit i haven't stopped working um which is good and you know i do this i hang out with my girl i hang out with my daughter and i do this and i work and that's basically my life i create flyers for this and that's about it it's, it's pretty much that's a handful it is i it's it is i i try to i try to uh manage my time you know i do a good job i'm always tired but who gives a shit sleeping on we have to get better at managing our time yeah i mean (laughs) i do what i gotta do i put in my work for my paycheck other than that i just try to do fun shit it's good that you're working though yeah yeah man listen i you know, it's really cool. I started I started this new job a little, a little less than a year ago, and it's, like, the greatest job I've ever had, and I got it through a friend of mine. And even through, like, this whole pandemic thing, like, there was people that they didn't lay off anybody, but they were, like, for the safety of everybody, go home. There was, like, cleaning leaves. I work at a 21-story commercial building in Manhattan, and it's a privately-owned company, a family who owns... they're they're billionaires ridiculous ridiculous like don't even know the cost of a loaf of bread probably you know what i mean (laughs) so there's like these cleaning ladies that work at night and they do certain floors and they stayed home for three and a half months and they got 40 hour paychecks every week you know so they really looked out and i have nothing bad to say and I came home today and I got something in the mail and I opened it up and I was it was like a thank you with like this ridiculous gift card just for thank you for being a worker like it's just like little shit like that it's like wow man like they didn't have to do that so I super appreciate that you know what I mean right. so things are good man that's good it's nice and now work. this isn't about me this isn't about you <laughs> this is your episode Mike is a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, all right. Well, I mean, let's, I mean, the elephant in the room is, you're, you, you were born in Brooklyn? You're a Brooklyn guy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually
1: I was born in, I, actually, I was literally born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Jewish right. Hospital. Okay. Um, my, when I was born, my parents, we lived in Ridgewood. Okay. Queens guy. I think back then it was Brooklyn. <laughs> all right. All right. It's all right. <laughs> it's right, there, right on the border. You it's live. on the border. It could go either way. And, uh, and then we, we moved to Brooklyn when I was like uh, like three years old.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. So we right? moved to Flatbush. Yeah. Okay. Flatbush. Old yeah. stomping grounds. Fun yeah. fucking fun times on Flatbush Avenue back, especially in the early 90s. Great. Yeah. It used to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. There was that whole bar, that whole bar run from trip from, 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 from Vix Moonbeam down <laughs> to the end, down to Lenny and John's. Yeah. <laughs> Good fucking times, man. Yeah, I was in a lot of those bars. <laughs> oh, it was just, same here. Same here. I was always young. I'm 44. But my sister, I have an older sister, she's six years older than me, and she started bringing me out. So when she was 21, I was 15, and she <laughs> knew everybody. Like she knew all the biohazard guys, she knew she knew everybody. And I'm not gonna mention names, but um, I don't talk to her anymore, so I'm not gonna put her out there. But um, but she brought me out, she was notorious on Flappish Avenue, her and her friend, they were notorious, and uh, yeah, so I was always the younger one around all the all the people. And that's how I met a lot of people through her. Oh, you remember Vix Moon being nuts. Oh, you needed a library card to get in that place, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the greatest, though. Like, I've had gr- great memories of that place. It was, like, oh, Friday man. night... That place. Friday night, 10... Listen, like, for you all you kids that are listening and watching, you have no idea. But I sound like the old man. $10... Friday nights, $10 all-you-can-drink, dollar, dollar bottles, dollar shots. So you can walk in and get a, a plastic fucking 16-ounce cup of beer for $10 at the door and drink all night long. It's, like, no wonder... By, like, midnight, there was cops in there. The place was insane. Brawls. Good friend of mine. A good friend of mine and Kenny's
1: uh, used to bounce there.
0: Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Did his name start with an A? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. I probably know who you're talking about. Yeah, that place was insane, man.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: It was a lot of fun, man. Young and stupid, 17 years old. It's like, it's crazy. But, yeah, man, that whole strip was awesome. So you grew up, and you were in a lot of those bars. I pro- we were probably in the same room, I don't know how many times, probably. Probably, yeah. I, yeah,
1: I grew up, uh, like, a, like where I lived on Flappish. I lived on a... I lived right on the corner of Avenue Jane East 37th Street. And okay. The, the other side of East 37th Street, like, right out to uh, Flappish Avenue.
0: Yeah. Right there. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I was there not too, not too long ago. Um, I wanted to see if... Remember World Class Pets, the pet store?
1: Oh, that was, like, on uh, Flatlands Avenue, right?
0: It was close. And it, it was, like, pretty much right across the street from Fast Lane. There was a pet store there? Yeah, it was a big silver fucking...
1: That was shop. down more. That was more near... That was close. To, that was, like, across the street from the church, St. Thomas. That was by Lenny and Jots. Yes. Yeah. Who uh, totally work there? Who did? Bobby Hamble.
0: I got my... Fr- I... <laughs> we we can talk bobby Hamble all day i was like 12 years old before i even found music or biohazard or anything like that he used to work at a place called mark's aquarium on utica avenue okay that's where he worked also also and he sold me my first three iguanas before i even knew him at all yeah no but but he like stood out to me because there wasn't a lot of people in my circle that looked like him at the time. Skinhead, POW shirt, yeah. all the rings and all
1: that. Yeah, but and, Bobby, knows, and the Bobby knows his stuff when it comes to, you know, c- it comes to, you know.
0: Oh, wrestling. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And, like, I was talking to him, like, that first day. I'm, like, this little chubby kid with a mullet wearing, like, an anthrax (laughs) T-shirt or some shit. And uh, he starts talking to me about how he has a Mojave rattlesnake and this and that and the other thing. And then fast forward a couple of years later, I I find everything, and I meet a bunch of people, and I'm at the crazy country club. And I don't even remember what band is on. It's, like, some local whatever. And there's Bobby the Handball sitting at the bar, and he looks miserable. I went over to him. He probably didn't. I didn't think he was recognized me. He was like, "What's up, man?" Blah, blah. And then make it small talk. Like, yeah, you sold me a couple of iguanas a few years ago. Yeah, I remember you. But he probably didn't. Whatever. But I was like, well, you all right, man?" I was like, "You all right?" And he was telling me. He gave me this whole sob story that his that he was there, basically drinking away his sorrows because his iguana Spike had just recently died. Yeah. Spike died. So hmm. I was sitting there, I drank a few beers with Bobby, and he was. I was like the shoulder to cry on for a minute. I, they become part of your the family. Here. They do. I
1: got so many. My, well, here now, we have six
0: dogs oh. and a cat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have I have a cat, a bearded dragon, and a tarantula. How's this hit that big? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a herd, man. Oh, right now? Of course. Oh, look at him. Oh, he's chilling, though. At least he's not a maniac. Hmm.
1: That's, that's my awesome. <laughs> We have five. We're fostering one. My wife and I. We, my right. wife we get to uh fostering. That's cool. So we're fostering a, a pit bull now.
0: Nice. So, uh, oh they all get along and everything, they're not ripping each other to yeah. shreds. Yeah. That's awesome. So thank God. Thank God they all get along. Oh yeah. You <laughs> a referee in the fucking that's insane. <laughs> Fuck. So now what happens? Like, I mean, you you go like, how did you get into all this whole thing? Obviously, you were probably a staple at Lamore's. I was a Lamoran. Oh, you were a Lamoran. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, now, this is the thing. Like, a lot of people debate this. Like, Mike Scandado, you know Mike Scandado. Like, yeah, Mike. he'll po- he posted one time. I know him for years as well. He'll post one day. It's like it's not Lamore's. It's Lamore. I'm like, no. Nah. It's Lamar's. We always called it Lamar's, but it was actually, it's... Of course, it technically, it's Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> no, nah, it was only That's it. I don't know. The L-A-M-A-W-S. <laughs> yes. <The> A-W-Z, Lamar's. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome. I love it. It's such a mockery of itself. It's great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, my first show ever was at Lamar's. and As a matter of fact, I brought up anthrax being stupid, but it was anthrax at Lamar's. That was there. Probably- yeah, you were probably there. Yeah, they went under the, the band the, the name Satan's Lounge Band, or
1: some shit like that. I, I think I was there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you probably were. Like well, like you know, like the like when Slayer did that, uh, Angel of Death. Yeah, Maiden did that. Charlotte and the Hallets. Yeah. Was, yeah, but I like uh, I had seen Anthrax there a couple of times. Like you know, they were just there as Anthrax.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but they were huge. I think it was like the State of Euphoria tour or something like that. Like they were. At their peak at the time, so I never saw them with uh, Neil Turbin in the band. Me neither. I was too young. (laughs) I was I was too young. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, I was like fourteen or fifteen when that record came out.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh,
1: but yeah, yeah, I saw them. You know, like what was it? Spreading the disease. Yeah, yeah. I saw them. I saw them on that tour a couple of times. And yeah, and then they whatever they did the Saints Lounge Band thing. Everybody knew.
0: Of course, of course, cool. place was jam-packed. And then so, it was to a point, it didn't even matter who was playing, that's where we would go. Everybody, regardless, anyway. And it's like, come on, you would used to call and see who was playing. It's like, oh, on Saturday, you know, a secret uh, angel of death. It's like, really, dude? It's like... It's calling to see who was working.
1: Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> so now, what was your first band... My friend,
1: never. never had a name. It was, I mean, it was a really weird, it was kind of weird. Like, like I didn't really play. Like, I took a couple of lessons from a guy that lived on my block. Okay. Who was, like a guy at the time. He probably could have been, like, all of, like, 16, 17. Of course, yeah. And uh, <laughs> a, a, another, a friend of mine who I used to hang out with all the time, I had no idea that he played in a band. But then he was like, oh, yeah, I have to go. Like, you know, he was like, oh, I have to go to guitar lessons. Like, it was like, wait, you play guitar? He's like, yeah, I go for guitar lessons. Uh-huh. And then one day he said something like, uh, he was like, oh, you know, like the drummer quit in his band. I was like, you have a band? All right. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was, I was like, I said I, I, I said, I know how to play drums a little bit. He's like, yeah. I said, well, yeah, like you know, whatever. I took a few lessons when I, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a few years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how old were you, Jesus Christ?
1: <laughs> this was the, at the time I was fifteen. This mm-hmm. was I was fifteen at the time, and uh, I went with him to what was Fastlane, which was Sync the Pink back then. Okay. Oh no, it wasn't even Sync the Pink. This was years before that. I don't even think it was
0: Creative Audio yet, which was barely really? Pink. Yeah. I didn't even know it was called I heard it Sick to Pink I do not even know anything before that that place that was a studio that place was a studio in the 70s really yeah 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 it doesn't surprise me I used to go there all the time and watch friggin Anthony Mio's other band New York City Strength rehearse and oh, that, that's years later oh then. yeah yeah this is Mike. Mike. this is Mikey Big Balls is there at the yeah. Time. yeah
1: and uh and I had no idea I mean this place was literally right up right up the block from my house mm-hmm and that's, that's pretty much what started. But we didn't have a singer. We didn't have a name. Right. And it's like, you know, at the time, that's it. And then it was like my second band I played with Evan. Really? I oh, know. I think my, that was, may have been like my third band. Okay. <laughs> my second band, I, I played with my brother. And we used to play like all like Metallica and... Uh,
0: Maiden covers and shit. Maiden, Judas Priest. Of course. All and the
1: classics. I, and then, uh, yeah, I used to play. I played Revin for a little while. We were kids. Literally, I mean, literally, we were kids. Of and, course. And then uh, I met Kenny, I don't know, maybe like a year later. hmm I, I met Kenny when I was like, like 17. No shit. Yeah. And then we started playing together. We've been playing together. Well, now i fucking 52.
0: All right. <laughs> Well, you also in you also in Joey Bravo's band. Yeah, I played with played with Joe. Uh huh. I found uh-huh. a picture of that whole band. Yeah, With well, um, you in it? It's awesome.
1: Actually, the bass player just found me on uh, on Facebook. Really? Yeah, I I haven't seen him or spoken to him or anything since that band.
0: Dude, that's like thirty years at least.
1: <laughs> it was it was like he just like you know like we played in a band together. And then the guy just vanished. <laughs> right. Like, poof. He lived in Coney Island. Never saw him again, ever. Really? Like, never. Nothing. Like, in passing or, at, like, you know, like, another show somewhere or something. The guy just, uh-huh. poof. Gone. And he was a really nice guy. And, you know, he was a good bass player and stuff. And and then he just, he appeared. Dude, this was, like, a month ago. <laughs>
0: that's weird. That's weird shit, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> so that's <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I played with Joe and I played with Joe. Joe kind of helped me get back into playing. There was one year that I went without playing. I had a. Okay. You know, my, my girlfriend broke up with me all, like, you know, the bands I played in, they all, like, you know, like, broke up and like, I hadn't, didn't have anything going on and blah, blah. blah and I, I was like, maybe, you know what? Maybe it's just not in the cards. So I cut all okay. my hair off, got a steady job, this and that. And then Joe got me back into playing again.
0: Okay. Very cool. That was right after. That's right after Big Bad Wolf disbanded. Well, was, this was years later. This yeah, was
1: years after that. Yeah, and he just like you know we just got to you know like you know we used to hang out, but I like you know we weren't playing. And then right. he, he was like, "Come on, let's get together and play," or like you know something like that. And then I don't know, like two months later, I was in typo negative. So crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just... So that I mean, that, I mean, that fast forward. I mean, because like you know, come full circle. Right, because I mean, you you basically replaced Sal, but that was in what, like 93? 90, 93. 93. Yeah. yeah. So it's right after Bloody Kisses. Right after. Uh, yeah, the record had just come out and, and
1: Sal left the band.
0: Right. Yeah, so yeah. the next thing that was, was recorded with you was October Rust.
1: Yeah, well, we did a couple of songs. We did a couple of Sabbath covers. We did like the Nativity and Black record. And-
0: yeah. Well, I mean, like a, a typo negative album. Yeah, the first record with me in the band was October Rust. You know? Yeah, but that's a, that was kind of fucking awesome though, because I mean, you got into a, basically a, a band that was basically fucking established and fucking. It was established.
1: was established in Brooklyn, you know, like the at the time, you know, like, like the Bloody Kisses didn't really get
0: its legs until it was out for like a year. Right. You know, yeah. nobody- Nobody knew shit about that record. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I fucking love those early days. Like, I was talking about Le Mans, Like, I was at, like, I always said, people were like, holy shit, you were actually there. I was like, yeah, man, it's, like, not a big deal because it was just another night at Le Mans, but it was at the last Thrash Bash. I'm sure you were there. It was, like, white, white zombie, biohazard leeway. Um, I wasn't was, there. The Chrome mags reunion? Really? I never what? saw a white zombie in the clubs. Oh, I saw them twice. I heard yeah. of them, but I never saw them. You know? Oh, yeah. This was way before they got big. They looked like a bunch I looked, of homeless.
1: I, I, I Like, I knew of the name. Like, I had heard of the name and stuff. Like, I was aware
0: of them. Yeah. But i right. have never seen them play. Right. Well, that was the night that Pete announced that they're no longer called Repulsion. Oh, yeah. But, and we're now typo negative. <laughs> he announced it that night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people were like, holy shit, that's like legendary, and I was like, not really like, it was just a night, you know what I mean it just happened
1: yeah, that like, you know, I remember when they had to change the name and stuff, like, you know, we were all friends, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was just like this guy from like another town or something, just came in and started playing drums for the band right, you know, like we were all friends and I think it was like, one of mine and Kenny's friends, a friend of mine that I grew up with, Babbitt, he was the one that told them that they had to change the name because he had the record from the band Repulsion. <laughs> yes. Unreal. And he was like, he was telling me, he was like, oh, you've got to tell Kenny they need to change the name of the band.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Type O Negative is awesome. Type O Negative is a great name. That but yeah. that, I have to say that is a pretty cool name. It's a great name, man. And uh, yeah, so I mean, they were established in Brooklyn. And then obviously the Black Number 1 video was out on MTV at the time. Even, even that, even all that stuff, all that was all later on. You know That's that was so weird, man. Yeah, it was
1: I, like when I first joined the band. I mean, I just wanted to be in the band, of course. And uh, like you know, Pete, Peter used to come to my shop and hang out with me and my boss. Like I did work on his car, that, that, that nightmare of a car that he had.
0: What and, the uh, big fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, the
1: Mad Max car. I, I think I put the I think I put the uh, the, the speaker in it. <laughs> I put the uh I put the scoop on it, the hood scoop on it. Oh my you know, god. He used to hang out and uh and at the time, like, you know, like before I joined the band, like he came over, he came over the shop and he was talking to me. He was like, you know, he was like, you know, just letting you know, you know, this isn't that kind of band, you know, we're not gonna tour or anything. I was like, Yeah, I was like, Peter, you know, I know the drill with you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, I don't care. I said, I I love the band. I just want to be in the band, you know, whatever. You guys want to play on the weekends or whatever, you know, I want in.
0: Right. That's it. And And that uh, was it. It's just like, fuck, you're in.
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, well, yeah, the rest is history, you know, but. Yeah. But at the time, like, you know, there really wasn't any uh, expectations. I mean, seriously, it was like. You know, it's like, well, you know, the holidays are coming soon, you know, we'll gig on the weekends, maybe make some extra money, you know, with the gigs on, you know, playing on the weekends, you know, for Christmas, you know, yeah, it's like, all right, you know, that'll be cool. You know, maybe, you know, maybe we'll make an, you know, maybe the band will make another record, I'll get to be on a record, you know, that was was really my expectations out of it. And then it was, uh, you know, my, like months later, it was like, you know, can you get time off work? Huh. The band, you know, we're gonna go on tour. I was like, "What are you talking about tour? Like, you know, like, Peter's going on tour." Because right? Peter's right. completely dead against it. He wanted, never wanted to tour again. Really? After that tour with Biohazard and the Exploiter. Really? He, Why? I don't know this. He, yeah, he hated it. He, he he left right in the middle of the tour. They were out for like two weeks.
0: And that was it. He was like, "Fuck
1: this!" And I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Going home. And he just, he, his plan was to like, he just wanted to make music and, and play a little more. That, that was, you know, that was enough. For
0: yeah. And that's. Wow. I that, wow, what a fucking Jesus Christ. Well, where and, it wound up is insane. Yeah. And so then we, we, we went out, we went
1: out with LOA. Okay. And uh, we, we did, we went out. I mean, we went out for like six weeks or something like that. And we were playing like, you know, clubs and bars and stuff and you know there was some people coming you know because they both you know like the bands had just put out the records so there was a little bit of a buzz yeah well it wasn't like you know we weren't like you know filling them you know selling out it wasn't like us playing when we would play Lamar (laughs)
0: right right it's not like that at all yeah this is just stateside this isn't even over in Europe yet this is just we didn't go
1: to we didn't go to Europe until shit after we went out with Motley Crue We went to Europe. So that's it. (laughs) Yeah. When the fuck did that happen? When did you go out with Motley Crue? That, uh, uh, not long after we, after Peter did the, like, you know, like we, Peter was okay with us going on tour. That was like in, I don't know, like in February that nuts
0: is this still with vince neal or is it with that john Karabi guy with john karabi yeah oh that that motley Crue don't count yeah. actually I, I like that one better do you <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's hysterical and uh <laughs> so yeah i mean even with that like you know like we knew that like you know like the I remember Ken Creedy telling us, like, you know, we're, we're going to go out in the summer with Motley Crew. And I was like, why would we do that? Like, you know, like,
0: yeah, that's just a weird
1: thing. I was like, that doesn't sound like a good idea at all. No. I, was like, I was like, is that a joke? Like, you know, I, I thought it was uh, like he was just joking around. Right. And he's like, no, he's like, you guys are going out with Motley Crew. if you're going out, you're going out with them all summer. I was like, Ken, they're going to
0: they're gonna hate us. Yeah, they're man. They're
1: totally going to hate us. They don't, this, the black hair and fangs and <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work with, you know, girls, girls, girls. No, not know? at all. And Ken, like, I remember him telling me, he was like, trust me, this will be a good thing for, this is going to be a great thing for you guys. Okay. All right. You know, <laughs> And we went and it wound up, he was, he was totally right. <laughs> <laughs> so he was totally right. And then as we were touring with Motley Crue and we were starting to get a little bit of, uh, like, you know, people were starting to notice the band. I mean, the tour was a total disaster for Motley
0: Crue. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. That, that stage of Motley Crue wasn't good for those guys yeah it was tough they uh, i mean for us it was great
1: right but for a band like motley Crue, like you know and you're playing like you know you're just playing arenas usually, usually you're playing the summer so most of them was all like you know the sheds like uh like pnc you know bank art center like jones yes. beach kinds of places yes and you know these places they hold you know 15 16,000 people and yeah. so like, you know, like we're playing with Motley Crue and there's like three <laughs> I remember like I remember clear as, clear as day uh, like we played on on the tour it was like pretty early in the tour we were playing in an arena a proper arena okay and so like you know like doors hadn't opened up yet and Kenny and I were sitting on the side of the sitting at the edge of the stage just like off the edge of the stage just sitting there looking out looking out at this empty arena and we were like wow man you know like we talked about doing this like you know the two of us are like you know we talked about doing this as kids and look, look we're tonight you know <laughs> yeah All right so the two of us are like you know like we're tripping out on that 800 people paid Oh. You know what eight hundred people looks like in an arena
0: with like what that holds like
1: what like twenty five thousand at least. It was, it, no, it held. It was a smaller arena, so it held maybe around like a eight or nine thousand, okay. ten thousand maybe. But eight hundred people is yeah, an M- it, bro- like it looks like the cleanup crew after the show's over. <laughs> you know, yeah, more like, brooms and all right, clean up your mess when you do. Oh god. It's <laughs> fucking weird So it's like, oh man, that was and that was I mean it was it was so disheartening and so it was just like, repeated. Sure. Like, <laughs> it was like is, is, is this what the rest of my life is gonna be like <laughs> a big
0: empty room. <laughs> Well, Jesus Christ, man! But I mean, obviously, I mean, I mean, like you just said, it was, it was great for you guys in the long run, right? Yeah, but right. So, like, a, you know, whatever. If there's a thousand people there, that's
1: <laughs> more than we. The typo negative is not going to bring a thousand people to Pensacola, Florida.
0: Right? No, hell no. <laughs> right? Not at yeah. that time, no way. <laughs>
1: So for us it, 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 it was a big benefit it was a big boost for us like it was it was a big black eye for you know motley crew but it told it, 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 they totally you know helped us yeah hey like, that's uh, cool. their uh, management booking agent stuff like that they were like you know uh, you know why don't you you know get somebody on the tour that's you know that's worth something that has has draw like you know to bring some people in yeah. And they were like, "No, we love the band." They were listening to Bloody Kisses a lot as they when they were working on the record. That's that's what, that's what we were told. Wow! And they were like, "We don't care. We think the band's cool. We want them out with us." You know?
0: Oh, hey, that's fucking
1: awesome, man! They, like you know, like for the first band, you know, it was like it was it was typo, Kings X, and, and Motley Crue. Wow! And uh, you know, usually like the first band, you know, you, you don't really paid they don't really get paid anything or whatever right. they, they paid us you know they paid us way more than we were worth that's for sure right huh and even when the shows were doing bad like you know like stuff was like you know getting you know scaled down and you know, things like that they never they never tried to pay us less money oh I see. that's awesome that's good that, shit that was pretty that was pretty stand up of them
0: absolutely you know? absolutely but that i always thought that was really cool it's sure funny. man that shit sticks with you man like that's a very stand-up thing to do like you said it's perfectly said and just because they like this yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's, that speaks that that speaks volumes about those guys then yeah yeah shit man so now i mean that's during what is that that's during bloody kisses time right yeah this is like the bloody kisses tour I mean, I, I, yeah, bloody kisses was out
1: for a year at that point right and, wow, and then it started like you know, like we were slowly starting to get a little bit of airplay and stuff. And it was, you know, it was it was a big learning curve for for Roadrunner too because they didn't have they never really had a band that was starting to you know make make headway in those like you know like, like radio play. You know? Sure, they do. They they would send the you know Sepultura record to you know a couple of SOUs around the country, and there
0: there you have it. Right, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> it's funny you said that because I'm thinking Roadrunner bands. I'm like, all right, life, to top. I like that. I think it was and you said Sepulchre. Oh, Fear, Fear Factory, you know, like. Right. You know, all these bands. I mean, a lot of these bands wound up,
1: doing, sure. you know, doing other things as well. But like, we were the guinea pig. Right. You know, we were the first ones where it was like they were starting to get, it was starting to get that, you know, going towards that mainstream. You know, yeah. Yes. So everybody was like, you know, like
0: learning as you as you went along. Yeah. What was Pete? What was Pete saying about that tour? Uh, Pete
1: Peter, uh, he
0: was. like... It was a disaster. Was he like
1: he was happy about it? Uh, that was on during that tour. That's when he quit his job. Yeah, I, I quit my job too because, like, we were wound up we were being away from home for so long. Yeah, and for him too, the city was offering, like, you know, the city was in. Uh, they were offering buyouts, you know, packages and stuff like that. So he, he took a, he took a package.
0: Right.
1: So it kind of like the timing of it was perfect for him. Nice. You know? So, and it, yeah, he had like health benefits for like a year after we quit, you know, oh, great. so he was making some money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, right. weren't, we weren't making any money. Right. I'm sure. And uh, so he was like, you know, he's like, you know, it, I remember him telling me he was like, you know, like, might as well see where it where it ends up, like, you know, one of those things, like, you know, you know, you never know what can happen. It would, uh, like, you know, like he didn't want to not do it, and then, like, I guess, like, regret it. Say, oh, sure, you know. yeah, man. You know, it was like, you know, everybody was young enough, and you know, if it didn't work out, you know, it's only like whatever a year out of your life, you know, you'll be that- all right. Yeah, he had a couple of stories and you know, a couple yeah. little <laughs> cool experience. That's cool. He had enough. He had enough friends, I guess. Like you know, at work and stuff. He wasn't too worried about like you know not being able to get a job or you know. Right. And so huh. you know, let me see.
0: Let me see where this goes. Yeah. So where where was like the time frame where you all basically collectively were like, all right, we we got something here.
1: Musically, it was always we've got something. Yeah. I, I knew that like, you know, the minute I heard the demos. I I knew that there was something. I mean, you know, Peter, I I loved carnivore and stuff like that. Oh, me too. He, was, he was an extremely talented person. Sure. He was very creative and and uh, you know, so I always knew that musically it was something special. Was it something that was special enough that like, you know, it would, you know, like millions of people would get into it. I didn't think that. Not for a right. minute. I thought like every time that bus stopped and dropped us off, I thought that was it. it was uh, yeah, and we okay. all felt that way. All right, we were like, "That's it." You know, just call my old boss, try to get my job back, you know? <laughs> and then hope for the best. Oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, and then the phone would ring, and it was wow. just, and it, and then it just got to a point where it's like, you know, like you just put your helmet on. Yeah. And just hope like when it crashes, it you know, you don't break too many bones.
0: Right. Yeah, man. I mean shit. Because what was it? The last record that you guys put out was what in 07? Yes. Yeah, right? Dead again. Yeah. Right. So I mean, in between there, I mean, god only knows. I mean, how much touring Europe around the world, festivals.
1: Well, later on, later on the touring cycle slowed down a lot. Right. I, I you know, that that's where you know things got different you know the, the the record industry the climate changed and all that stuff and we were taking we were taking a long time in between records right uh, but uh you know i always thought that it was uh like we would we weren't really you know maximizing our opportunity right but just like you know basically like you know we put out a record we do a couple of runs in the States with a run in Europe in between, like, you know, do a run in the States, go to Europe, do another run around Halloween. Boom. Yeah. Go back, start working on, a, on another record. Yeah. And uh, I, I always thought that we could be doing a lot more like, you know, going to different places. I mean, it was very expensive to go there and, you know, we probably weren't getting like, you know, great offers cause we had never been there before. Right. And uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's like, you know, a million reasons that I'm not aware of, Sure, uh, but we just—it just never happened. Like you know, like we never went, we never went to Australia, and we never went to Japan, you know, even places like you know. Typo
0: Negative like, never
1: played Japan. No, yeah. no, we played Mexico once. Everything else, <sighs> North, America, North America and Europe. Really? Yeah. No yeah. South America, nothing like that. No, no. a lot. Of, you know, like a lot has changed since oh seven yeah but i mean bands was bands were going to south america not like they are now now a lot of bands go to south oh america. yeah now it's like a regular play i still haven't been there i've never been there right wow i'm surprised so with, danzig, yeah. never gone, uh, with danzig we've never gone there
0: you've never gone to where is with danzig south america yeah still that site like, sounds like ridiculous to me.
1: We, we were gonna go a couple of years ago, and then it, the whole thing fell apart like two weeks before we were supposed to leave. Jesus Christ! Something about like you have to have certain like you know you have to have certain vaccinations or some kind? I
0: was gonna say you need like your shots. Yeah,
1: you have to get shots like a dog. You have <laughs> right. <grab> your bordetella, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: right?
1: Before you can play with the other dogs. <laughs> exactly. So crazy. It's the truth, though. So the, uh, uh, Yeah, so it was something like that. And then it was like, all right, that, you know, forget it. We're not going. You know, trip's canceled. Yeah, fuck. And I went to, we went with Danzig. I went to Australia once, Mexico. And the rest is, you know, North America and Europe. You know, wow both you know back and forth between yeah. america and europe
0: yeah see i know i know there was a lot of like see i don't know the exact time frames because i think certain things overlap i think maybe yeah. or there was certain things that you felt because i know i don't even know what year exactly but you filled in for a while with black label society right yeah <laughs> that was after peter died right yeah, yeah so this no, is no,
1: like that was like a about a year, almost a year. Like Peter, okay. Peter died in April of 2010. That was like February, March of Jesus. It was March because I was I was with them on my birthday.
0: Gotcha. A year in Europe gotcha. and it was 2011. Well, so I saw you. You, I mean, you are obviously an original member, and you played with Seven Void. Oh yeah, yeah. With Kenny, yeah. I seen you guys live when you guys opened for when Carnival did that reunion. You guys played Starland. Yeah, yeah. Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and it was the first time that I was seeing anything carnivore, typo negative related in a long time. And I was in that crowd and Pete came out and did kill all the white people. with yeah. you guys, And I was just like, this is the fucking greatest shit ever. Like I'll never forget that show, man. Yeah. That was, that was fun. Like, yeah, That like, was a lot of fun, man. That's what Joey Z from Life Vagony And he was playing guitar with them.
1: Yeah, when when Peter was doing Carnivore, Seventh uh, Void did a couple of shows with Carnivore.
0: Okay, I that was at the Starland Ballroom one. Yeah, and,
1: uh, like you know, Peter would always try to like you know like with the Carnivore thing, he wanted it to be more fun. Uh huh. And so then like you know, he'd be like, "Won't you guys play? You know, play with us." Yeah, uh, these shows come come play these shows with us yeah we do it and then and then it was fun you know and then yeah then we'd have peter come out and you know
0: do one you know little quick typo song you know yeah that was a great band man if anybody doesn't know it's obviously it's johnny kelly on drums and kenny hickey is is singing you got hank hank hell henry from uh from inhuman um he's gotta get rid of that name hank hell (laughs) it's gimmicky it's awesome Jesus Christ you're in your 40 stop it I know Hank <laughs> <laughs> Hell, man it's awesome though because it right. it's cheesy I think it's great <laughs> Henry's a good guy man
1: um, <laughs> I send them text messages and I'm like I can't believe I'm in a band with a guy
0: named Hank Hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> It's very silly, but it's good. It fits the whole deal, I guess. I don't know. What, what do I know? I sit here and babble. But yeah, you you put out a put out put out a record with uh, Heaven Is Gone, right? Yeah, in two thousand nine. Yeah. So all you kids out there, you should try to seek it out and check it out because it's good shit, man. I, the record, I think it's out of print. You know, like I know, like
1: it was on Jenny Paul's label, and I don't. I don't right.
0: Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Vinny. Vinny from Pantera put it out on his label in the states, and then it was on what, like Napalm Records or something. Almost picked it up later on in the states. Yeah. And yeah. We put it out, and then they did a the picture disc. Probably, um, but they did vinyl, not picture disc. Right. They did vinyl. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if you can't if you can't get a physical thing, they're hard to, they're hard to come by now. They're,
1: they're
0: what they're vinyl, pretty. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and the CDs, I think that you know like the CDs, they're you could probably you could probably find it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah, anything's on you. A brand new record comes out. You you want to hear it? You just listen to the whole damn thing on YouTube. It's crazy.
1: That's why my actress... I have my uh, uh, one of the uh, the music reports, like you know, like one of the the publishers, you know, like publishing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the checks still go to my mother's house in New Jersey. No shit. Well, she lives in my old my old place. When I moved out, she took it over. Okay. Like my unit better. Nice. So the right the the music report checks still go there. My mother's my mother would tell me like, you know, you, you got some, you know, you got some mail. Right. She'll say, like, you know, she'll send me a picture, you know, screenshot of of the thing. I'm like, open the check. I was like, right. I was like it's a check. Open it up. Don't get too excited.
0: Right. And what <laughs> is this from? Like, typo negative
1: royalty money and shit? No, well, I think it's from, I think it's from Seven Void. It might be Seven Void, Silver Tomb.
0: Okay. That's cool. That's mailbox money. <laughs> no,
1: it's not. it's not even mail stamp money. <laughs> That's
0: great. <laughs> Dude, they sent me a check for two cents. That's amazing. You know who po- you know who posts some of this, some of that shit sometimes on Facebook is Bobby Gustafson because he'll 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 post like an overkill <laughs> royalty check. He'll put it right out there. He'll be like, "Gee, thanks a lot." It'd be like zero. It would be like three cents over like four years. <laughs> it's like yeah, yo. I man. Seriously,
1: they, they sent me a check for two cents. Wait a minute, I have really heard. Do you? You
0: have to save it. You can't cash that. You got to keep that. The paper is worth more. I know, like to mail it.
1: (laughs) It This is totally like. Actually, there were a few of them. (laughs) (laughs) Two cents, nine cents. Actually, one was for five bucks.
0: Wow. That's amazing. (laughs)
1: $5.06. That's great. Where's, where's the two cents?
0: That's the great... You have to put that in like a little frame. A little like frame. There we go. There we go. <laughs> That's
1: incredible. Two big ones. That's, That's absurd. absurd. <laughs> 250 big ones. That's insane. It's probably more than two cents worth of ink on this paper. I was just gonna say
0: that. It costs more to print the damn They were two pieces of paper and an envelope. That's more right. than two cents. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> that's fucking hysterical, man. Yeah, so yeah. Well that's, that's, that's not beer money. That's, 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 that's nothing. That's not even a round trip on a subway in New
1: York, right? Means absolutely nothing. Right. Wait, there's another one here. How much is this one? <laughs> oh, I didn't even look at this one the other day. Are you just opening that now? I just picked these up. Uh huh. When I was in New York yesterday. Okay. Here, hang
0: on. A penny, yo! You just beat it. That's insane. One cent. <laughs> And, and people think, and people think, guy, people in bands are freaking millionaires, and it's that's so on Amazon.
1: Oh boy! Yeah, that's my streams on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody, we got to help this guy out. Like probably like a thousand streams or something, too. Of course,
0: yeah. <laughs> Stream this guy on Amazon. Let's get him up to at least a nickel. <laughs> yeah. It's, awesome. it's worth it at least where they where it's worth mailing it. Jesus Christ! Why you even send that? I don't know. It's bizarre. <laughs> I guess they just have to for them, But it's just like, what are you, you doing? Hold on to it
1: until it gets worth like a quarter or something. A
0: something a, <laughs> dollar. It a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Just make it dollar. Yeah.
1: Fuck. Just hold on to it until it like let it accumulate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let it gain some interest. A little yeah. bit, something. Wow, that's fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. It's <laughs> Jesus. Um That's why I gotta play in fifty bands. Yeah, well I was gonna say I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out where to go next. It's like, all right, so you had Silver Tomb and then what comes right after Silver Tomb? Because well, I don't know.
1: I mean on and off, like you know, like between all this, I've been playing in Danzig's I've been playing with in danzig
0: I was gonna say what like, about twelve years at least?
1: Almost twenty. What? Really? Yeah, the first tour that I did in Danzig was in 2002.
0: Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. So so then, like, the first thing that you were on was like. I was in the band for years before I was on anything. Right. Okay. See, I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I
1: joined the band in 2002. And then in 2003. Like basically, Glenn wanted to have his own drummer. He didn't want to have to, like you know, like work around, like you know, typo
0: negative, you know.
1: Yeah, so I, I did. I did some stuff with him in two
0: thousand three, and then he brought in Bevin, Bevan Davies. How did you wind up meeting him? Like, how, how did that whole thing come out? Is this just being on the road and just met and became friendly and? We toured with Danzig,
1: right? Uh, I mean, it was that was a few years earlier, but we had toured with them and uh, basically you know, like uh, the crew guys, they all like, you know, jump from band to band to band. They all yeah. like, so like when I saw that Joey C had left the band and they had a bunch of tour dates, I reached out to one of the guys that used to work for us that now worked for Danzig. Gotcha. And so I was like, hey, you know, whatever, so this, you know, whatever, blah, 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 you know, throw my name into the mix. Sure. You know, if they, I was like, you know, if they need any, you know, if, They want me to, like, you know, do the tour. Because the tour was coming up in just a couple of weeks. And it was announced that Joey had left the band, to join Queens of the Stone Age and stuff. So I was like, I just assumed that they they didn't have somebody. Right. At such short notice. Right. Hmm. And so I just put it out there. It was like, you know, if you need somebody to, you know, do the tour, you know, uh,
0: uh, know, uh, I'm in. I have black hair. I can do it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, no shit, and it's like it's it's crazy because it's like, I, well, he's obviously from Jersey, but then it's like you're in the band, and then in eventually in comes Tommy Victor, Tommy Prong. I mean, from sound guy at CBGBs to on the stage, you know, it's 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 also a pretty cool thing. Well,
1: Tommy did a did a, a run with Danzig in the '90s too, right after Prong. He was he was he toured with them for a little while, and they worked on some music. I think mm-hmm. like six, I want to say. Okay. Right. No, he was, he did, didn't he do the tour on, on Five with Black Acid Devil?
0: Um, Possibly. I'm not sure exactly his little time yeah,
1: frame. I think, that's, I think that's when he
0: he was, he toured with them. You guys do so much. It's hard to keep track of dates and years <laughs> and what was happening, what overlapped with the other. It's <laughs> like, I, I have a couple of notes, but it's still just a bunch of scrambled eggs.
1: You, you find yourself like, um... <laughs> Like it's it, it seems like it's busy on paper, but right. If it was that busy, I wouldn't be able to do all these things because somebody would just be really busy, and that would right pick up all, most of my time. But that's
0: exactly not- <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah
1: makes complete sense. You know, thank God for a, a calendar. Oh yeah, no
0: shit, right? Everything's <laughs> on
1: my calendar. I can't can't function without it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm super organized. Like, I have like my phone, it looks like I have like OCD. I have certain things written. <laughs> Everything has to be I have dates, parentheses, day of the week. Like, it, it's insane.
1: So, while I was trying to get in touch with somebody from Danzig, somebody else had recommended, suggested me
0: to do it. Yeah. Well, you fit that band.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You, you do.
0: Know. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. Hey. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like uh, one of like Glenn's assistant called me like, like, I don't know, maybe a couple of hours after I tried reaching out to my friend or whatever. And I was like, Oh, did Jay call you? He's like, no. He's like, I got your number from, I forget who, but it was somebody else. Like somebody out, out in California where, where they're based out of. Wow. He's like, Oh no, I got your number from so-and-so. I was like, Oh wow. it's like, that's, that's strange. Yeah. Like, I was trying to reach you and I thought that you were returning my call. <laughs> right.
0: Well, that's cool though. Hey, man, meant to be type shit, I
1: guess. So I, I went out to California and I auditioned and uh, the audition went okay. And, uh, but even then, they were going with another guy that had, had auditioned because he was local. Gotcha. They wanted somebody that was, you know, whatever, in California. Sure. And, uh, and he he didn't work out like you know they, they had two like local shows, one in California, like Arizona or something like that. And then they called me back after those shows saying that guy didn't work out. And then I went to Europe right. with them. And then the following year, that's when they brought in Bevan. And they did a little bit of touring with Bevan and then they did uh, Circle of Snakes. Gotcha. They recorded it. And then after the record was recorded, Glenn called me back. And was like, "Are you busy? Uh, you know, Bevan's not in the band anymore." <laughs> and then that's when I started playing with Glenn. So, sort of, you know, like basically, like, practically, like full time. You know, yes, yeah. as, um, as drummer. Yeah, and uh, that's fucking awesome. It's been, there's only been a couple of instances throughout the years where I was I was committed to something else that I couldn't go out on a tour. Right. So like virtually like ninety five percent of the touring that he's done since two thousand four has been like yeah. wow
0: that's fucking great man that's great cool. yeah. like
1: you know it's it's cool to be you know part of that family tree without a doubt yeah that's fucking
0: it's like it sounds so cheesy and stupid but it's like iconic
1: yeah it is. exactly it's, like, it's legendary it really is that's the only way that you can you know sum it up
0: yeah you, it's you, without a doubt definitely it's, an icon yeah you know. It's, think about it who else is that? that like up there like that
1: and he's like you know he's one of those guys where he like he reinvented himself a number of times
0: oh without a doubt
1: with the misfits then he went and did sam hain and then after sam hain yeah you had Danzig, and it was like three unique identities
0: yeah and he's still going he yeah. for the misfits it's like what yeah yeah
1: I remember him telling me, like, you know, like a couple of, you know, a few years ago, he's like, oh, I think I'm going to retire. And like, you know, he's like, oh, you yeah, know, whatever. Blah. It's like, dude, I was like, you don't know what to do. Yeah, he can't. Like, there's certain people that just, they the can't The you're going to stop is when you're in a pine box. I was like, right so, that's it. You
0: exactly. Know,
1: you, you could say all you want. I was like, this is what you do.
0: It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's certain people, it's like, it's like, it's, it's the next episode after you, but I already recorded it. I did with another drummer, uh, Perry Strickland from the band Violence. Mm-hmm. in the bay area and they're getting back to they're getting back together and and they're like they, they, since playing guitar in the band now exactly yeah like, and, well. yeah phil that i did one with phil also phil that one's already out i did one with phil that was awesome to talk with that guy those good people yeah yeah super fucking nice guy consummate professional just 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 a great guy so i did one with, with perry which is going to be next week people but um yeah, he was saying, What the fuck was my whole goddamn point? There was a whole point why I brought that shit up. We were talking about Glenn. Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, he was talking about retiring. He was saying he was going to stop touring. like you know.
0: Yeah, and it's just like, and, and he was telling me, we were talking, and, and it's like Gary Holt right now is in the studio doing something with Tom Araya. It's like, it's not the Slayer, but it's like, that's like the type of people that you, you can't stop. You, you're tom from slayer you're not I, I, I would i would be
1: inclined to agree like you know like you you, you get to a certain point in your life and you, you i don't know like you know you, you want to do different things i'd imagine sure like you sure. know you know you may talk a good game but you're not the same person at 50 that you were when you were 25 right It will help you if you are you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like you know, it'd be like all right, you know, whatever, you know, you know, I've reached, you know, whatever plateaued, you know, I did everything I wanted to do, you know, whatever. Now move on to something else, you know, right? Whatever, whatever that is, you know,
2: yeah,
1: you know, I want to work on my lawn, or like you know, or when I want to take up, you know,
0: fucking skeet shooting. Who knows? Right? skeet shooting, clay pigeons.
1: I don't think it ever leaves you.
0: No, there's certain people that I think that yeah, okay, I could. Maybe work on my car, or you know, how many times am I going to clean the garage that I never had time to do that? And next thing you know, it's like I need to play something.
1: Yeah, it's it's not great. you know, like it may not be, you know, all right, you know, whenever we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go out and you know we're gonna tour for you know through you know a few months and you know get the buses and the you know the the crew. No, like you know to go in the studio and like you know to make music to do something like you know like that. I don't think I don't think it ever. And no. seems like the same thing, like with Glenn, like, you know, yeah, Glenn does a lot of different things, right? You know, now he's making movies and you know, like, he's, he's always, he's always been busy and he's always been active artistically and stuff. Sure. But, you know, like he'll always be you know, dancing.
0: Yeah, without a doubt.
1: And he'll always go out and even like, you know, like until he physically can, I think that he'll always go out there and he'll always give this, that show that you expect. Yeah. Of course. You know, yeah. It's like, you know, he, he, he could come up with a million different things to do than to, you know. Yeah. shows, But he'll always do them. I'm sure. Really convinced of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So now, where the hell does Kill Devil Hill come in? You filled in with Rex Brown. We, was, was, I mean, was, and then we have Silver Tomb, which I'm familiar with, and then there's, of course, there's a pale horse, backwards pal. I'll be right back. I gotta get a beer. Go, go. Take your time. Grab have one for me. <laughs> Once again, Dead Sled Coffee on Instagram, deadsledcoffee.com. Enter promo code Brooklyn Blast, fifteen percent off your order. Anything over forty dollars free domestic shipping. Doing commercials? Commercial break. Yeah, shout out That's like Coffee one more time. <laughs> People won't be inclined to fast forward because it's in the middle. All right, so all right, Mickey wants <laughs> to come back in.
1: Come on in, buddy. Doing commercials. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna go to commercial break. Yeah. So Kill Devil Hill. Yes. Just by chance. Danzig is on tour. And we had this monster drive. We played in El Paso and we were going to San Francisco. With five. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's a hall. And we stopped in like Burbank, which is like the middle of the trip. Right. And so we, we stopped Burbank. Burbank. Like, you know, like Glenn goes home because he, he lives not far from there. He, I think Tommy, you know, Tommy goes home, he lives out in LA. Right. The rest of us were all at a hotel in Burbank. And I step off the bus to go to the hotel and I see Rita's bus, like the, the Dunlop, like you know, the dime. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the bus. I'm like, wait a minute, I know who's I know who's that I know who owns that bus. Yeah. That's awesome. And I just go and I knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And, uh, like, I, I knew that um, at the time, I knew that Kill Devil Hill was using Rita's bus to tour. Okay. And uh, who, oh, shit. What was the name of that band? Which band? I'm trying to remember. Blackwater Rising. Okay. Yeah, uh, Rob and uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Dread. They were on tour with Kill Devil Hill. Gotcha. So I went to knock on the bus, say hello. <laughs> and, uh, and Rex Rex opened the door. That was, you know, was talking to Rex. I, I met Vinny Apicek for the first time. And uh, they were just hanging out on the bus and, you know, they, they whatever, they had a day off. Yeah. And uh, a few weeks later, I get a call from Rex. Hey, you know,
0: Vinny's out. Vinny Appice was one of the ones that created the band, no? Uh, I'm
1: trying to think. Vinny was like, yeah, Vinnie was the original drummer in the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, but I don't know if he created it. Right. Like Zayvon actually writes, wrote the songs. Gotcha. And uh, so, so Rex is, you know, Rex is like, you know, Vinny's out. You want to come down? Jump on a plane, go out there. I audition, we hit it off, we gelled. I'm in the band.
0: <laughs> Jesus, <Jeez>. okay, <laughs> another band, <laughs> another one. Why not?
1: <laughs> and it just it just went from there. Like you know, like with that, you know, like they they were on their second record, and uh, we did a little bit of touring. When we, we played a download in uh, England, nice. And, uh, and then, you know, and then from there, like, you know, Rex wanted to take a break, you know, and, and do his own thing. And so then Kill Devil Hill kind of just, like, you know, went on hiatus. There wasn't, like, any drama. There wasn't anything. It was just... Yeah. There wasn't really anything happening. Gotcha. And, uh... So then Rex did his solo record. He did the Rex Brown record. Uh-huh. And uh, he was putting a band together. We wanted to put a band together, a live band. Yeah. yeah. Go to Nashville. Play. You know, it, it goes, it's 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 going okay. We did a like a we played like a, a summer nam show. hmm And uh and that was pretty much it. He was going on tour, he was going to Europe for something. And he wanted me to go. I couldn't go. I had dancing dates. Right. I couldn't do it yeah and uh and then that was it yeah like you know like we, we've talked to you know i, I actually i spoke to rex texting with them yesterday today's his birthday oh happy birthday rex brown <laughs> it's either today or it was like the day before yesterday i was like i know it's like somewhere around here it's around
0: here somewhere
1: i sent him a text they said i know your birthday's around here somewhere i was like right nice <laughs> <Right. laughs> Well, we, yeah like you know like a like you know stay in touch from time to time like you know just to hey what's going on and then we've talked about like playing together and stuff but nothing nothing's you know come of it nothing's yeah better. well nobody
0: knows anything so at this and point
1: I think everything think it's so a lot of stuff changes there's always a lot of talk about things and then of course a lot of it just doesn't happen yeah and you, you can go through the list of why it shit doesn't. Happen. Oh,
0: sure. I mean, everybody's everybody's life, everyone's story. I mean, everything. Life, life happens. Yeah. You know, and then now how? And now how do you get back and with with Sal and you wind up doing this whole a pale horse named Death shit? That, that was I, I. Like I would see the art, The artwork and the imagery for that band fucking rules. Yeah, Sam Sharon does.
1: He's really got his finger on the pulse of, of what the what the band. What yeah, the band is yeah, it rules. He does, he does a really good job with that, and uh, like that started out innocently enough. Don't they all? <laughs> yeah, like my involvement with that, I was I had just moved to New Jersey. Okay, right. I moved out of Staten Island. I moved to New Jersey. And I'm having a barbecue, so I have put, you know some people come over. Like Kenny came over and stuff, and Sal came over. And we're just like, you know, whatever bullshit. And, you know, hey, I hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah. I was like, you know, what have you you been up to? He's like, well, I've been working on my own record. was like, really? It was like, who's singing on it? It He's like, me. I was like, you don't sing. Right.
0: You play drums. Get in the back. You play drums.
1: And it was like, I was like, wait a minute. I said, you're doing a Dave Grohl. Uh (laughs) Getting out from behind the kitchen. You know, you. (laughs) That's exactly what he was doing. I was like, and so I was like, you know, and asking him, like, you know, innocently enough, I was like, I was like, you can sing and play at the same time. It was like, you can do that. Yeah. And he was like, I've been, you know, I've been working on it, you know, this and that. So He wasn't really at the point where he was like, you know, putting a band together. Right. Like He and Matt did the record. Right. And he was just trying to get, he was like working on getting the record released. He was trying to do that. Like, you know, I think he started out, he was doing it
0: himself. Matt Brown. I I had Matt on very early when I was doing these podcasts. He's in like 20s or 30s or something, maybe even the 40s in those episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So him and Matt were working together
1: with, you know, just getting the record out. And I was like, and I just told him, I was like, you know, when it's like, if you want, like, you know, I'll go to the studio with you and help you practice, like, you know, work on your singing and your playing at the, you know, get acclimated. Sure. I was like, you know, if you, if you want, you know, whatever, we'll go to the studio, we'll go rehearse and you can work on getting that stuff done. Yeah. You'll be ready when you put your band, put your band together and, and then Matt called me, you know, like whatever, a couple of weeks later, hey, you know, like you and Sal were talking, you know, oh, you know why don't you come down? And then huh. we, I went down and it clicked, and then I was in the band.
0: You guys want three records you're on, right?
1: No, the records, the Pale Horse records, I really wasn't on them because they were done. There's three full records? Yeah, and I was like, there were points where it was like I,
0: was, I wasn't I was in the band. <laughs> so, you see, that's why I can't fucking figure out everything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and uh, like uh, like the last record, you know, I moved away, Sal was doing the record, and I didn't even know that he was, like, you know, putting the band back together. Right. You know, I thought that was it. I thought that was the end of it. Like, you know, whatever. Did two records, you know. Sal's back in LOA.
0: Yeah.
1: LOA's back together. They're doing that. That's what he's doing. All right, you know, whatever. Cool, man. You know.
0: Yeah. Hey. You know, it.
1: Yeah. Go get it. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. And then, they, then they're putting their, then they, they, you know, Pale Horse did another record. And I knew that they were working on a record because I still stayed in touch with the guys, you know, big sure. touch. And then they were, they had a, they, you know, had auditioned a couple of other drummers. And then I ran into sound. I was rehearsing with Kenny. So I was like, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> Live in Texas. I was like, "Yeah, I live in Texas." They said, "I'm here for rehearsal." What the fuck? I I even come up to New York for work. Yeah, work, rehearse, you know, whatever. Do you know? See my daughter, see my family. And then he called me up a few days later. Hey, you know, we're gonna got another record coming out. We're gonna, you know, whatever. Blah blah blah. You want to come back? Yeah. So we did, and so we, you know, so then again, the record was already done.
0: Yeah. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> ah, that's fucking cool, man.
1: I did, uh, we did. We um, did. We did those two cover songs. We, did, we put out the seven inch. Hmm. We did that last year.
0: That that's a, cool. I, that I did. did that nice. And now uh, you're also, and you also get wrapped up along with fucking silver tune.
1: silver tune that was that was something. That's you know, like it started out as seven voice.
0: Right. He's, yeah, he's, I know
1: that. You're just, just going to do another seventh void, working on another seventh void record.
0: And, yeah. Another yeah. shout out to your boy Hank Hell and Joseph James from Inhuman Agnostic Front, and yeah, yeah. had him on early on too. Man, great guy. Yeah, actually, they're, they're both great guys. they yeah, um, absolutely.
1: And uh, I just won't room with them. You just won't what? <laughs> What'd you I say? I won't room with them. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, it could turn into a shit show quick, huh? Yeah, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so as we're working on these songs, we're just like you know working under the premise that it'll it'll you know whatever it'll be a seven point record, and then we started adding um like a, like keyboards and stuff, and then it started taking a, a different turn. Yeah, and it wasn't so much. along the lines of what what seven void was seven void was like a a kenny and i were trying to go towards the opposite end of like what we were doing with typo because typo was still active yeah seven void record came out there's like you know all the layers and all that stuff we didn't want to get involved in that we just wanted to just play rock and roll sure and uh So it was like it was more, you know, bare bones, very, you know, uh, very uh, basic, you know, guitar, bass, and drums with a guy screaming his head off. Right. And so now, you know, whatever. Fast forward. Now we're working on this record. Years later, there is no typo. You know, it's gone. And and so like there were things that like you know like I know I was missing it. Like you know like some that that kind of you know like what typo was musically. Sure. Like I missed that, and it, it and it started making its way into it. Like you know, Kenny was putting keyboards in it and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that's great!" And he, was, he thought I was going to be mad <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that there was keyboards in it. And so then we got Juice, Aaron Juice. He came in as a keyboard player. He's, he plays keyboard, plays guitar, he sings backup vocals and stuff like that. Yeah. And then Joe came into the band working on this record. Joe Joe actually played a really big part on the Silver Tune record. He, he did a lot. He was yeah, you know, he was more or less like the glue. You know, Very cool. motivated you know
0: uh-huh
1: <laughs> yeah. he was good like that he really was and um so with Joe and juicing the band and the music taking a little bit of a twist you know, Kenny had wanted uh he wanted to change the name of the band I wasn't really too big on it honestly and then I, I got to the point where I just didn't care I didn't care what we called it right you know, I was just like whatever go ahead you know you guys whatever duke it out and let me know what you come up with. <laughs> so, right. So I, can, I know what to call it on social media. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, it was like, you know, like there's certain things, you know, like, you know, I told like, you know, pick your battles. Sure. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. It was not one of my battles. I right. was just like, whatever you call it, I was like, I'm, I'm going to hate the name, <laughs> but I'll get used to it. Right yeah so, and that's you know when they came up with silver tomb i was like i hate that fucking name <laughs> <laughs> and, and they and they loved it and i was like all right that's fine i'm, I'm not going to get in the way of it i'm not right. I'm, I'm not going to cock block it or you know right <laughs> fine it's silver
0: tomb great <laughs> all
1: right <laughs> all right let's work on that record
0: <laughs> right. and, and that that came out what last year 2019 Yes. Edge
1: of existence. Yeah, it, came out, it came out in, uh, what, November. Yeah. yeah. Edge yeah. of existence. Yeah, and then now this whole shit show that we're a part of now. Oh, fuck. We were, supposed to, uh, we were supposed to go out with a uh, monster magnet in the States. Yeah, I've seen that. There's a flyer, made. I saw that flyer yeah. and everything. It was, it was supposed to. That was supposed to happen. And the day I was supposed to... The day before I was flying up to New York to start rehearsals, everything got canceled. Wow. Pandemic, <laughs> Pandemic struck. Okay. And uh yeah, I mean, you know, now here we are, you know, whatever. It's July and we're still dealing with it. But the, the tour got postponed to um February. Oh shit. January, January February. Like the last week in January to like the second or third week of okay. February.
0: Hopefully it happens. Uh, I got my. I, th- I think that'll happen. I, I, think I that'll hope happen. so. Listen, I, I hope, hope so too. I know it's. I mean, I mean, I can't even speak for like musicians and what you guys are going to, but just as somebody who wants to go to a show and see live music, it's like, come I on, man!
1: All the, I mean, there's so many people. Like, it's not just. Not just you know rock shows. I mean, think about it. Oh, it's it. everything. Entertainment industry, organized sports, like all those people that work behind the scenes. Everybody that works at the at the at the arenas and so the yeah, sure. setting, setting the shit up and the truck drivers and stuff. Everything. I mean, those people are out of work. It's fucked. And it, and it doesn't even matter, like you know, like which phase you're at because that part is not in any phase in the foreseeable future. Right. Though. It's fucking, it's I mean, insane. I a, a couple of little things that are happening, you know, but it's like nothing that's really, you know, that's going to, you know, get that whole industry off of one point
0: It's fucked up, man.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it is,
0: it is what it is. Of know? course. Yeah, it is what it is, of course. But it, and it's, it's, it's basically, they, they got us by the balls. It's like, there's nothing we could do. We just got to sit and wait. You know, I've already thrown all my opinions and this and that. It's like I don't even have an opinion anymore because, I mean, what are you going to do? Just re-fucking say say the same shit over and over and over and over again. Listen, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And whatever happens, happens. And we're just going back to work. That's what we want to hear. (laughs) Yeah, that's all we want to hear at this point.
1: Yeah. I want to know when, when everything's going to be, or when they're talking about planning on opening everything up. All my touring, like every, I, I had stuff with Danzig planned this year, all of it's gone. Of course. We were supposed to play uh, Silver Tomb and Danzig, were playing playing uh, Psycho Las Vegas. That was supposed to happen next month. That's gone. Of course. But, but oddly enough, like, you know, like everything has been rescheduled. It's, it's like 2020 is just getting a duo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: like Psycho Las Vegas, they got the whole lineup that was supposed to play this year. They got the whole lineup to commit to next year. That's so awesome. You don't even know what you're doing. Like, you know, and it's, you know, it's like they're talking, like, you know, like when they confirmed it, this was like, they, they pretty much got this all sorted out in like March. Wow. March, April, you know, right after everything shut down, they were still on the fence about shutting down Vegas. Like they didn't call it. Yeah. They, they didn't uh, like, you know, kill the show yet and then they uh they inquired with the entire lineup saying you know we're going to do it again next year can you commit and everybody committed so you got merciful fate which i'm dying to
0: see uh, that's, that's fucking awesome merciful fate i never seen him either yeah
1: that's fucking awesome King diamond i saw king i saw king diamond at lamar <laughs>
0: right <laughs> fucking nuts how awesome is I King never got to see i never
1: got to see merciful fate
0: and not me neither i
1: always wanted to and, and, so but the whole lineup I mean I, I don't know there's like, who knows there's like fucking 100 bands playing on that thing and they got them all to agree wow you know you 15-16 know, months from now they're like we're gonna we're gonna do it
0: yeah that's awesome that's yeah so,
1: and the same thing all the other dates that Glenn had or whatever I believe that like you know we were supposed to go to Europe we were supposed to go to Europe tomorrow <laughs>
0: Is it really like tomorrow would have been the first show? <laughs> fucking real. Instead, you're talking to fucking me about fucking Lemos. My dog. With your dog? With my dog. Right. <laughs> and, uh,
1: but yeah, from what I understand, everything just got rescheduled for next year. And we were supposed to—we were talking about like staying out, uh, like we were going to Europe now. But it, the, the trip was short. It was only like twelve shows. So okay. we, we we're going to Europe. Come home to Psycho Las Vegas. Then we're going to go out in the states. Nice. And supposedly that's just next year. Is just the you know a duel. We're going to do over a mulligan. You know I'm all again. Nice. <laughs> you a mulligan. Nice. This year is a mulligan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Old school for you kids listening. Nice. Well and, shit.
1: Uh, yeah, and uh in between, like you know, now I've been working on music at home. Like you know, I got some stuff set up here. I got like a get triggers on my kit my wife works from home so I, it's like it's hard to can't make noise in the
0: yeah gonna say so you get a torture yeah
1: nice uh-huh so I've, i have got like you know i have like a quasi like half electronic half, and the acoustic kit has mesh heads on it with triggers and stuff so i've been working on demos like i've been doing a lot of work with the uh, kill devil hill demos oh that's cool working very cool we're trying to sort out a um a schedule to uh do uh drum tracks and everything to to do a record. We're gonna and it looks like we're gonna I'm gonna do my drums in Dallas. Okay. We're gonna actually I think we're gonna do the bass and the drums in Dallas. You guys cool. stay here.
0: And uh
1: yeah we're shooting for uh shooting for a spring release. Awesome. So you know so we'll well, hopefully that happens. Happens.
0: I hope that I hope it
1: happens man. Yeah. So like you know just trying to make the best of the you know make the most of the time. You know, I've been doing a lot of uh, I started doing online lessons and stuff, and that's been fun. Yeah. You know, and, like the whole online thing. Like, you know, I've been do worked with people like, like in other countries and shit. Yeah. And, like, yeah. You know, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool. cool. And, uh, nice. Yeah. So that's like, that's it. You know, like yeah. A few months. You know, you got to do something.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt, you go fucking start crazy, man. Go fucking start crazy well listen dude this was fucking great man this was a lot of fucking fun it was a lot of fun man so now what i always say is that this this i put up on you when it comes out so this is going to come out in a few weeks because i have a few stacked up um so obviously you'll know um but this will go up raw, just like this on YouTube, and it'll go raw, I always, I always just post it just like this raw on like the Facebook group page.
2: Okay. But
0: then, and then the audio goes everywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. And that's where like I put my, my little intro on, and at the end I always ask whoever is, obviously if, if you're a musician, to end this episode with a song of yours, so, obviously, I probably won't be able to get away with a Danzig song I'll get in trouble. Yeah, he shuts and, that shit down quick. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I probably won't be able to, unfortunately, get away with a typo song either. You might be able to get away with a typo song. I mean, they seem pretty tolerant. I, like,
1: think? I hear things. I hear stories and I hear things. Know, we don't, like, uh, we don't, Glenn is very active with getting shit taken down.
0: Right. Yeah, I figured Glenn, the Danzig
1: is off the table. Very protective. Right. Uh, when the band was active, we were trying to like you know like. I mean, it bothered us that it was on there. Right. You know, but now that the band isn't active anymore, I think it's kind of cool that a lot of this stuff, like particularly like live footage, you know.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, yeah, you know, I'm glad to see that it's out there, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh shit, I haven't seen this show, and then like, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm like, you know, happy, and there's other times like, oh, it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, but I, I mean, I've seen like, you know, like when I go on YouTube and I've like, you know, whatever, there's a whole bunch of, like, you know, on the side. Yeah. I see a whole bunch of shit of all of our songs and stuff. It was like, oh. nobody's, nobody's really putting a cap on it or whatever. Okay.
0: All right. So then let's end it with a fucking typo song of your choice. I have everything, so it doesn't make a difference.
1: Um, what What can we torture people with? <laughs> uh you know what do the, do the put the black sabbath cover
0: okay you got it man there you go. awesome <laughs> i write i i write down because i'll go fucking i'll end this and i'll be like what the fuck song was it and like a song black stuff. sabbath Not like the paranoid song song black sabbath the song black sabbath of right from activity in black Nativity in Black, which is a great fucking compilation record, and if you kids don't fucking know about it, smarten up. That was that
1: was, that was pretty cool, actually.
0: That was... Yeah, man. That was, that was exciting. Alright, so we'll close out with Type O Negatives cover of the song Black Sabbath from uh, It's Obvious. Dude, Johnny Kelly, Brooklyn Brother, thank you so much for your time, man. This oh, was great. And wait, hold on. Um, I just thought of following you... Um, on, you're on Instagram at Johnny. Was it Johnny Kelly thirteen thirteen? Right. Yes. So let me just double check. Yep. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah I got to start doing more with that.
0: Yeah. Well, I just followed you, and everybody follow me at. I never put this out there either. Um, if you go to my Instagram page, it's at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. If you go to the link in the bio and you hit that, it'll open up another page where. There'll be direct links to every single place where where every social media, every place where you can listen to the podcast. So basically, if you go to Instagram at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, from there, you can find everything. And uh, so I make it user-friendly because people have, you know, ADD issues and, you know. What we didn't talk about. Let's talk about it. What? The greatest band of all time. The greatest band of all time. Tell me. blow. Who? Hookers and Blow. Oh, dude! <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> What's up with it's It's, just, it's a fucking heavy fucking name. What's up with Hookers and Blow? It's the
1: greatest band of all time that no one knows about. It's uh, really it, it really it's it's uh, it's me, right? Okay. Alex Rossi from Quiet Riot. That rules. Mike Duda from Wasp.
0: That's even
1: fucking better. And Dizzy Reed from Guns and Roses, dude. And we <laughs> and the name of the band, Dizzy and Alex started it like 15 years ago. It's called it, the name of the band is Hookers and Blow. Okay, like the greatest and worst name for a band ever. Of course, <laughs> I mean <laughs> your ceiling is pretty low. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it definitely but is. It takes a certain amount of balls to call your name, call your band Hookers and Blow. Right. And isn't Blow in all
0: caps? It's yeah. It's in lines. Yes. Why okay. <laughs> would why wouldn't it be? <laughs> so, so
1: really, it, it's 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 a cover band. Okay. And so like it, it started out as like you know like when when the guys weren't nobody was touring, we could go out and play. Right. And it's all about like it, it's it's all about having fun. Like you know it's it's not really taken very seriously or anything. But yeah. But now it's starting to somewhat become legitimate. <laughs> Which is weird again, in and of itself. Regardless of how hard we try, <laughs> it's starting to become legitimate.
0: <laughs> right. It's fucking great. And
1: so we recorded We recorded a record. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called?
0: God only knows.
1: No, we haven't, I don't know if we called like an actual, t- I'm not sure if we have a title for it yet because we've been doing it a uh, it's, on, it's going to be on uh, Golden Robot. Golden okay. Robot. And we've been releasing singles. Huh. We've been doing singles. And they, they're all cover songs, like in you know, a different interpretation. I mean, like, you know, like we covered, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what was one of the songs? We covered The Stones. We covered Bowie. We okay. covered uh, The Beastie Boys. Ah, you know,
0: great. Love uh, the Beastie Body Count nice yeah
1: i played i played hank and joe the body count song they, they liked it a lot <laughs> okay yeah. so anyway like so so we've been doing singles and i think at like some point like you know like early uh early next year they may they're gonna put out a record like you know put everything out and actually uh, that's like, awesome like a physical sure. like you know the vinyl or cd or something Sure. yeah like uh, we've just been put, putting songs up and they're on like you know itunes and stuff like that <laughs> and uh
0: Hookers and blow, ladies and ladies and
1: gentlemen. Oh, yeah. So, and then we did one of the greatest PR things ever.
0: Oh, God only knows. And uh,
1: we went out. We did a tour. We did a run. It was like like two years ago. We went out. We got a bus. Right. We did. We did a bus. <laughs> okay. We had the bus wrapped, and it said "hookers and blow" all over the bus. Sick. So we're driving around the country with this bus. Didn't get pulled over once.
0: Which is another fucking odd thing to yeah, not it, happen. It was really weird. Yeah.
1: And uh, like it, like one, t- one time this really struck me and it was, uh, we are at Walmart uh-huh. and the bus is parked in the parking lot of Walmart, right? And I'm walking with my bags and I'm going back <laughs> to the bus and as I'm walking to the bus, this woman and his, her little daughter, her young daughter, are walking towards me and, and the daughter looks up to me and I'm like, hey mom, What's hookers and blow? Oh my god! <laughs> you just saw she just like just keep walking, son. keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you know like and then you'd have like you know like whatever. Then it'd be like you know a couple of girls like you know they'll, they'll stop by the bus, jump out of their car, woo, take pictures, woo, look at me, yeah. slide, yeah. look blow, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, getting pictures and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it it commanded attention everywhere it went. That's like, awesome. It, it was this brilliant. Yeah, this huge bus with hookers and blow plastered all over it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good, so it's awesome. You have a record going to hopefully come out soon.
1: Yeah, I'm I, 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 I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they they're talking about doing it. Well, this was
0: before all this shit happened. Everything, I think everyone knows, it's the asterisk
1: singles. One of the singles uh, we just did. Um, A Ziggy Stardust. Nice. Just came out the beginning of the month, and it came out in July. Okay. Very cool. I have to check it out. I was unaware. And the songs, actually, the songs are—they kind of, came out well. <laughs> totally shocked. Like as we're recording, we were like, like the, the the expectations were so low. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and as we're as we're recording it and stuff, and it's starting to take shape, we're like. It's actually pretty fucking good. Wow, this is this is starting to go, This is this is starting to sound pretty good. <laughs> That's great, man. That's fucking <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah. awesome fucking name. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny name. You know? yeah. It's it's a great band. I, I say it all the time. If I could make a living playing in that band, I would quit everything else. That's and why would i would Because like the best part, the worst part of the day with them is the playing. Right yeah (laughs) it is it's like the rest of the day like you know like we're we're just constantly laughing yeah you know know, talking shit and whatever yeah breaking balls like we have uh we have don jameson come out with us awesome right so it does so it's like the band and don jameson in a minivan driving all over the place
0: that's that's awesome
1: the best part of the that's the that's the day yeah and then it's like, ah, oh, shit, we gotta play. All right, let's get it over with, and let's let's get
0: back yeah, to no, let's get back to the shenanigans.
1: Yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. It is. It's so much fun. You know, I, I love the guys. We get along great. It's like we haven't played together since I guess around like the last show we did was in around Christmas. Wow. All right. It's, it's constantly in touch with each other every day. You know, some like you know some stupid meme or you know some kind of shit that happened. And of course. You know, yeah all day long yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, it was funny like with a like a was, you know D- Guns and Roses is you know back together again so now Dizzy's you know basically the biggest band ever sure and uh we're just going about our business like nothing and Dizzy's like uh I'm gonna jump off now um you know just played the garden right there and go we'll hang out with some people you know we just yeah. played madison square garden tonight you know? right it's like oh I forgot sorry talk to you tomorrow have fun yeah. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> oh shit i told him i said you know that other band is getting in the way of our our thing here yeah our fucking fun fuckery over here yeah, yeah really yeah don't to tell, tell those have a talk with those guys Right. <laughs> No, I'm, I think it's,
0: not, I'm not uh, happy for him, though. I, I I am really happy for him. That's yeah, man. Come on. At the, at the end of the day, like you said, like it's all about fucking. Obviously, everyone has to make a living, but you laugh and you seem happy. You fucking laugh and you shoot the shit. You have fun. At the end of the day, yeah. it sounds so cliche and stupid, but it's it's really the truth, man. At the end of the day, you got to be having fucking fun.
1: Yeah, like I told I tried to share this with my kids, you know, as they were growing up. It's like. I'm sure I could have done something that could have been like, you know, way more successful, you know, job security, you know, so I could have done something that made a lot of money. And uh, I was like, but I chose this. And I said, you know, I was like, the thing to me is, you know, like if, if you could find a career that you can earn a living while you, that you love doing, and you get paid to do it. I was like, "You're winning." Yeah, but well, I, I was like, I, I told him, I was like, "You can go to school and get a job, like you know, get a career in something that makes a lot of money." Right. That isn't a guarantee that you're going to be happy. Right. Which you could you could dread going to work. He said, "When you do something that you love." You're not looking at your watch. No. Nope. And, and if if you even though you're doing something that makes a lot of money, you're still looking at your watch, dreading the time until you finally get out of work. Yeah. I said when you when you do something that you love for a living, you don't look at a watch. Yep. You can put in a fourteen, fifteen hour day and think nothing of it, and go home, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and be ecstatic that
0: you have work today. One hundred percent. You know. Look at that, John, Johnny Kelly, clothes us out set with with sound life advice, yeah. like uh, deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Yes, you remember thoughts. <laughs> well, Saturday Night Live for you kids out there that don't know any better either. <laughs> I was well, like, that's, that's winning. It is yeah. absolutely, absolutely, man. That's that's living. Yep. Well, good. Well, hopefully. You know, everything goes back to somewhat normal again, and everybody can go play, and everybody can you go. My fag, my fingers crossed. We do. We need. We need. We need something good. We need some. Yeah, we do, man. Absolutely. Well, good luck to everything. Thank that you're you. Good to you. yo, man. This was a lot of fucking fun, man. <laughs> it was. was. Great. It was a time. It was great. And I'll be in touch. I'll let you know when when it's out, and I'll tag you and all the bullshits and all that, whatever. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely. I'll, I'm in the middle of making like your official flyer and all that stuff, and and uh, so yeah, man. So we'll definitely be in touch. And like I said, man, best of luck to you with everything. And this was a lot of fucking fun, man. Right on, man. thanks. <laughs> Have a good night, brother. Me too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
2: Yeah